0: your host alex garrett
1: ladies and gentlemen you could have been anywhere in the world tonight but you're here with us in new york city are you ready welcome inside adapting with alex garrett Ooh, if the wearing. let's adapt together right now Oh yeah. You know, last night I talked about adapting back into the workspace and someone who I would literally run into on my rollerblade in Port Washington, those glory days, those good old days, um, is with me now. And he actually runs a shop in Port Washington. He's a small business owner. His name is, uh, Cliff, you know, Cliff, it's funny. I didn't get your last name all these uh, couple of years. Uh, So Cliff, nice to finally get you on here. We've been talking about actually doing a podcast together. He's at Atelia Baby Inc., which is in Port Washington. Uh, It's still right outside the Port Washington LIRR, right? Like right, yeah, next it's to it. within
0: walking distance of the Long Island Railroad.
1: Well, obviously, small business, I'm sure, there was hit hard, like everybody everybody else. But you were telling me this week, as we happen to reconnect in the amazing circumstance, I happen to reconnect, and you said, Yeah, I'm, I'm back open. So, l- let me first ask you what it was like readapting to the workspace uh, through COVID and and now as numbers are, are a little lower.
0: Right. Well, uh, as far as um, the the business of atelia Baby, um, that 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 was you know um, an issue, in that, in that walk-in obviously wasn't going to happen. And but one of the things my wife and I have always done is focus also on the online things. We just sort of pivoted to a great extent and focused on, on online, Amazon online ourselves. Oddly enough, one of the things that did happen during that time, though. And our, our, our website actually had a, a hiccup and breakdown. And um, so getting the people to fix things during that time became an issue. You know? uh, so although you could be operating and, and functioning yourself, your reliance upon other people, sometimes it was diminished because of um, your, your requirements of, of, of getting assistance. So you weren't able to call for assistance in the normal way that one would uh, assume uh, get assistance. Um, it was tough in that regard um so kind of get you know what you could no longer get food but in the normal way <laughs> whether it was toilet paper or something else it was still kind of available but you couldn't get it that normal way
1: well uh, and we'll get back to this one second but those who are li- tuning in thinking, i'm going to talk about biden maybe i will president elect joe biden i will call him that until the courts prove otherwise but you can find my stuff my statement on that uh at alexginnyc.net but Right now, with Cliff, um, so how were you with the clientele? How did you keep them? How did you make sure they would be staying with you during the pandemic?
0: Well, that's, that, that was the problem, I think, in essence, because, like, of, uh, when, when people shop on Amazon, uh, those, because we sell on Amazon, those aren't, like, say, loyal customers. They're loyal to Amazon, but not loyal to you. This is one of the um, issues with Amazon, I would say, is that amongst Amazon, people don't realize this, but there's all... People like me selling on Amazon either as Amazon Prime or Amazon, uh, where they I send out for my own uh, shopping uh, warehouse. And so, uh, in each of those cases, the, the customer isn't loyal to you. They don't come back to you. While you might, as a seller, have a rating on Amazon, um, they're not. No one is particularly loyal to you. They're not going to say, "I'm going to come back to that guy at Dilly Baby on Amazon." They're going back to Amazon. That's a problem. Um, So, like that, that, but when it came to our website and sales, um, that was fine until we had a hiccup in in our our system for payment online transactions. And we had to, like, do a workaround um, where basically we put credit cards over. So, wait
1: a minute, you adapted. You literally adapted not only physically, but online. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So, we had to adapt in terms of also, but as I was saying, we had to adapt to also our online not being able to fix our our shopping cart. So, in essence, we had to, you know, just get your duct tape out effectively. And we'd be able to build things that the old school way, uh, where you know, someone reads you a credit card number over the phone, and you sort of fix these set transactions as they came. And, uh, but that's not a way of dealing with great volume. But in essence, that that's almost as in store shopping, where as the way Sears catalog did you know, 50 years ago, you know, you're sort of taking the order over the phone and you're putting it through uh, your, 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 um, your clearance, uh, credit card clearance system manually. So, but you're not doing it automatically. It's not going to your uh, web clearance uh, scenario. And, and so when did that, that come back? Do you program.
1: know, or, or when did that come back?
0: Our web uh, pay. Uh, well, that's uh, you know the odd thing is because when it happened, we went through a, a series of iterations of certain things. Also had an issue with the uh, hosting site too. And uh, you know these things are less like you know. Sort of tumbling stones that are, are misaligned, and, and so sort the of right now our web guy came in to fix it. So we have to think about report over, or what's the workaround, and, and so and I've been also really I have a secondary business. I think we touched upon previously too. I do some logistics work too, um, sometimes under our a uh, hat, and sometimes under another hat. In which Casey actually walked. That's when you first walked into me physically in port or rolled into me <laughs> in port washington no less and uh in a pretty a pretty amazing way and uh i think we're all better for that um but in terms of you rolling into me i'm better for that because seeing you as a, that uh fantastic person that i i, I see you as because I, get, I mean, you're a, test, a testament to like overcoming all types of adversity i have to say that uh, all aside. but the the um but I do a logistics business through, uh, uh, you know, either under my own hat, uh, um, uh, Ghost Motorcycle Transport Incorporated, or a group called uh, the Shipping Guys. And uh, and so what happened there, by the way, is because I, I I think that that that's an interesting story too. Is that what happened there is that, um, is that the focus of that business primarily existed on on shows, art shows, and other shows, and you know what happened during COVID, right? <laughs> there was no more the show was over <laughs> right and, and so yeah so there was a, an, a definite adjustment and so there was a there was a there's a lull, and then sort of reconfiguring what do we do and then in we began moving uh, you know because there was always other commerce we moved sometimes I was moving my own stuff you know as well I piggy they piggybacked in other things so I moved my own product you know uh, getting it in out of the well, off the docks, effectively. And um, well,
1: let me ask you this: How was the uh, supply chain? How did you have to adapt to that too? While while all right, this is going on,
0: you know, the interesting thing is that the international supply chain at that point in time had fixed itself in terms of lags because um, the the lags that we were encountering, I, you know, didn't as I, I, it happened to me as a consumer. By the way, oddly enough, when I was out, you know, trying to buy a kayak, two of them, uh, suddenly I, I, it took two and a half months to get a kayak. You know. So I saw it going on amongst things I was doing, but I didn't have that. The art products that we were having made uh, exactly, although we did have a quick lapse, and I, had, I I came up with a workaround. Yeah, I haven't yet delivered because I was actually going to insource it by country insource, because uh, I do believe in that. We do try and focus on that. Uh, America made, baby. That's what we are going to do. Exactly. Well, that's, you know, I, my wife is made in China, although she, likes made it elsewhere, too. Uh, uh, she did source this outside of the U.S., so let's just say, and so there was a hiccup, by the way, that was encountered, but we got another manufacturer uh, also overseas, but I'm working on in insourcing it totally. Um, and uh, so I have my fingers in that pie. And uh, although we got our product in the end, there was a little bit of a hiccup where Amazon was depleted of, uh, of our product uh, under our label, Atelier Kids, actually. And uh, so the Atelia Kids label was uh, empty for certain categories. <laughs> This is a, uh, it's a pillow, by the way, but, uh, uh, for kids, uh, toddlers, and car seats. Oh, in, in booster seats, I should say.
1: And, and now, I guess my next one is really, are, are those products now available again in-store? Are they available yeah, to yeah, the order? Yeah, but
0: we, we added, we, you, know, like, you know, when, you, when you're re, trying to resource it from another person, sometimes it doesn't meet uh, what you thought was spec. So the way they first send you is one spec, and another thing comes out differently. So we had that little issue, too. So when, you run, when you're changing sources, and by the way, you know, part of my logistics background, when I was in uh, 2003 and four in Iraq, we had to, we, I, we brought fuel into the Iraqi population, and we sourced it out of three locations, uh, out of Turkey, out of uh, Kuwait, and out of Jordan, nominally. It wasn't really out of Jordan. It was actually refined in Israel, but we were afraid to have it hit the streets of Baghdad. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that news would get out there and then be leveraged against uh, that and have uh, the... The depots burned, <laughs> um, but yeah. But then, the mess, you know, when it comes to all these things, is as I said before, that one, that one logistics business with a uh, ghost motorcycle and the shipping guys had focus on art. They had to adjust. You can't single source your business. You can't single source your products. You can't do that. That. You no, know, that's why supply chains broke down. I think because they, you know, they relied upon that single or source that that basically. that that was suddenly disrupted. So that's why you had the toilet paper issues. That's why you had the other issues and things like that. So when you had uh, a single facet as opposed to a multi-tiered, multi-avenued approach, you know, it's like in in that way you don't ever get, uh, if you have a disruption, it's it's it's, it's maybe a slight volume disruption, and of course sometimes there could be a quality disruption too, by the way. And I we encountered that too. We got we got one thing solved but intended a quality disruption.
1: We're talking about Cliff, he's the uh, a small business owner out of Port Washington, Atelier Baby. Let me get to the website right now in case you have a toddler that you want to get something for. That would be at Atelier, Attelia, A-T-T-E-L-I-A. Baby. dot com out of Port Washington, and right. sounds like things online are working, but but in right. store,
0: uh, in store, in store, honestly, was an interesting thing um, because we're known, and you know, some you know people see us. We did deal with certain people, you know, in in, in uh a, a, once when say a closeted way, but it wasn't in an open open way because that's we right there, you know, we were receiving packages, people saw, us, so I can't say there was zero sales. It just wasn't like doors wide open. And one thing to add, by the way, we—I'm uh, a veteran myself. Um, we we give discounts to both veterans and military and uh, uh, retired and active fire and police. Uh, we give a, a discount to all, all those uh, who are and have served. And that's important, to uh, known as we are just about to hit Veterans Day, by the yes, way. Yes, it is, and, and uh, uh, that's uh, you know the sad thing is that Memorial Day it came and passed, and we were absent at a parade, and now we're doing a car parade and. When I don't get involved down that avenue, but people are allowed to march for some things, but we can't march. Uh, and uh, one gentleman I work with doing that Ghost Motorcycle, he's a World War II vet, uh, that needs us to say, and, and, and he's going strong. I mean, you know, he doesn't let things scare him. And veterans, it's pretty, and we have a general idea of things when it comes to things. We will get through this. We'll, we'll survive this. There's been, we've been through worse and we will not you know what knocks us down makes us stronger because we stand up taller and that's something that uh, we definitely and we really see that in others by the way and as we saw that in you mm. that's what when i saw you i said this guy uh, and i and i said so you're coming down this guy is, isn't going to get knocked down he stands up and and will roll you over you
1: <laughs> and we're here we all through the pandemic right so thank god for that as yeah. we're in november hey cliff i gotta mention this um I don't know if they still do it, if, if they have the like, front lawn set up like they used to. I hope they do. I hope that's back. But, you know, you guys had a killer World War II motorcycle. And I, I don't know. Do you guys still have that?
0: Oh, yeah. So, Sal, yeah, he, he, from Ghost Motorcycle, he still has his motorcycle. Um, on the on the warmer days, we will be out. And ho- we'll see on Veterans Day. We'll, hope, a vet- we'll hopefully have a, 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 a more than just a, bu- a buttoned up. Uh, I plan on marching it. I don't believe in walking. Um uh I ran in Baghdad. I can <laughs> and I ran elsewhere in Iraq. I am I will get out in the open. I'm not going to I'm not going to button up. I'm uh, going to I'm going to march.
1: <laughs> Cliff, I'm so glad to get to know you because honestly, we'd be always on the go, but now I'm finally get to know your story a little bit more, which is which is awesome. Um yeah, as a veteran, and especially during this time, uh what's that like to live through this and and uh and be able to see Veterans Day once again?
0: Well, um, as I said, it's like it, it's it's I think most veterans tend to be uh, not uh, glasses half empty, but glasses half full. We're uh, eternal optimists uh, that we don't let something knock us down. We figure a workaround we don't uh, stand still. We move forward. You know, when when ambushed, we fight through the ambush type thing. Um, you know, you attack the ambush. You run into fire, and that means we take these things literally. We we, we live by that. We we think this way, and we're we're both uh, mentally and physically, you know, trained this way uh, to, to to operate. And this is, uh, I think, when it comes to like you know, my wife and I do business together, and she realized, and I, she's very happy at times when things get the tough. Gets going, uh, you know, you know, yeah, the and get tough. Yeah, the tough ones push through and and it is they don't let they don't take things lying down we don't lie down we don't take cover uh you know we might find some concealment uh uh as far as a workaround to get through but we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna take something and and let it tie us down we're gonna move through that and so that's what we we do as uh as best as can and we and we but we've been doing that and, so I- uh, I, one of the things we did do is, by the we, way, we, we, during this time, we worked on new products to sell, by the way, and that's what awesome. we did do. So that is
1: awesome. Working. Talk about so, that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, we, you know, we, under our own brand, because we realize when we sell on Amazon, by the way, they take a huge chunk of chain. That's why I really hope people don't buy from us on Amazon. But, you know, it originally we wanted people to buy from us on Amazon for because Our products are highly rated now, so now I much more prefer they buy from us directly. But, um that's for under our label, but well, for even the products that we were selling under, that we are resellers of, and we sold under Amazon, they take a large chunk of change, and so uh, we much more prefer that they buy directly from us, but we under our own hat, because Amazon does take a big chunk of change, when you have you under your label, your your profits could be greater, because you're not reselling to yourself, you are the original seller, so now you're selling on Amazon, you're, you're the, that 15 point, that they take from you, plus all these other fees, upon fees, upon fees, uh, are, are, are a little less uh, of an issue because uh, you decide what the value is, um, and so therefore, you can make some uh, difference in your profit uh, margins and things like that. But we're coming out. We thought We so one of the products we sell under our brand Atelia, actually Atelia Kids. We have Atelia Baby Atelia Kids and. and, and and the saturation we license these uh, names and the Attilia, by the way, Atilia is a family name. My daughter's named Attilia, my grandmother was the name of Attilia, and her mom was named Attilia and so on and so forth back into the maybe the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> so wow. and, and when my wife uh, when I was employed, my wife began selling online in China actually, uh, selling things that are US made and manufactured and was selling things and wanted to do the same thing here in the US by the way, this is our history of store of business. And wanted to do that here with an idea of like and was sort of told that she should open up a, a brick-and-mortar store. So we did the brick-and-mortar store. It was also the, the dot-com. And um, so that, that's the history of uh, Atelia Baby. When, uh, it's, not, it's a family name. And uh, so my daughter is Atelia. Now she's 10. Uh, she was an infant when the whole thing started. And uh, And now she's 10 years old. And... The funny thing is that what impacts you, you think of new products and things like that. We're even doing biodegradable uh, uh, bags uh, for dogs, uh, you know, you know, with, with people pick her up those type things. So we're on the roll label doing that too. Although that label is called uh, Aca A T H A, again having to do with names of kids and things like that. And so. Um, yeah. So we do that, too. And again, with the idea of everything being eco friendly and things like that, uh, um, you, you know, being a, I would say I'm I, my political background is being a libertarian conservative. But, you know uh, I have my my attitude toward uh, various things. But one thing that we are a steward of the land, that we just we walk on and we want to leave things better than we found them. Uh, and we don't need someone to legislate that to us. That's just how, you know, we uh, that's rights of property, and you don't impact other people's property negatively, and right. uh, you want people to treat, you know, it's like, it goes back to also, uh, not to I want to pontificate about religion, but, but it goes back to, you know, you, know, since you want the people to treat you as you want to be treated and things like that, you know, right. and so that includes your property and then your the life and way of life and things like that. So that's where you went, to, when it comes to what you do outside of the, your home and inside your home, impacts the people around you whether you realize it or not in a positive or negative fashion we think it always should be positive
1: cliff do you includes- think did, by, by the way libertarian i i saw a stat one million people voted for the libertarian candidate
0: i don't know if you heard about that or what i wouldn't be surprised but you know what I, I i i don't you know sometimes you know i am like i'm not the libertarian like uh, in fact, where Rand Paul and I part has to, and I don't want to get down a political bend too much here, but, the, but I love, I'm a big lover of Rand Paul on on, on domestic libertarian matters. But we, I, one thing I'm a big believer in is that you fight your wars overseas, you don't fight them here, and that you put your guys in what uh, uh, you know in uh, effectively engine country, pardon the on PC phrase, but the forts that we built uh, in the U.S. a long time ago were built having to do with Indian wars that were fought. And uh, right now we don't have any problem with Indians and things like that. And th- therefore the forts maybe need to be pushed out. And that's one place I do actually, by the way, with <laughs> politics dip- differed from Trump. You know, that's what I think. So We, uh, I would say people who support various political people and things like that, we don't always align totally, but we choose the people that best align with us. Uh, uh, you know, I-, I think that Trump, definitely being to China, for example. That could hurt some of our China, my, my our business with China because we sold into China. The Chinese population actually did, has been suffering economically and therefore their purchasing power is diminished a little bit.
1: Well and that yeah that whole thing with China is, is um it's a bit of a mess. But I, I think we still have to stay in strong with them. But I guess as a business owner you see it a little differently.
0: Well I, since I sold into China I see things but you know I, I the way I looked at it is that, you know, when things you know you have to be firm with uh, a leadership like that because the leadership um, I'm a big uh, 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 fan of um, Gordon Chang and you know it, it, he describes it as the largest uh, organized crime family syndicate Hi, and, and yep. I tend to agree with him and I often, I, before he I've heard him say that, I used to say that you know you're free to go to Starbucks in China but try starting Starbucks in China and the truth of that is that um, if you wanted to open a business in China, first off, um, let's say you're not Chinese. Um, well, you can't. <laughs> um, you need to put it more of a, you have to get some partial Chinese ownership. Now, let's say my wife and I, Xi, being being uh, Chinese, go in and do that. Well, there is um, uh, a scheme in China that would kind of make uh, how New York used to operate during the day's free Giuliani, uh, people wince in terms of you didn't have to worry about the garbage car type issues, but you have to worry about the other payola issues, and in essence, the princelings that exist here in this country who you know, drive expensive cars. That's you're paying for that. <laughs> Those kids who go to uh, expensive schools or not really expensive schools that, that are the princelings of um, Chinese elite. You're paying for all that by that that that. that um, one would say is a, a, a criminal business syndicate um, you know, that existed within China. So you can't just open a Starbucks in China. Now, depending upon how big you are, you can fly another radar. But once you get big, you're, you're you know.
1: So how are you able to do business in China? Now I'm very well, curious. Well, on,
0: on, online, you know, basically various, you know, you're, you're allowed to do business on the online sites. And the issue there was like it was always moving target. The rules were always changing. It was, in an odd way, uh one of the things I noticed whenever we we're dealing with any products, they wanted to see the pictures of the actual product. So you couldn't take the, the, the company's picture of the product and send it over. No, they needed to have a picture almost of you almost holding the product in your hand, you know. And it, and it was whether it's WeChat or whatever else. They're very much into their pictures, you know. I know my kids went to a camp in China, a summer camp. And so when they were in that summer camp, they would send us pictures of our kids sleeping at night in bed, and it was all dark. And I was like, I could be anyone's kid there. <laughs> I can't mm. tell which kid is which, and things like that. The darkness, but, they, but people felt assured because if they don't. There's a lack of trust, and so. So you've been in China or no? Say again, have you been to China to deal with these people, or mainly yeah, online? the yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, no, we've been. I've been in China a few times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I uh, actually, I know my, I'm a, I'm a nut. Uh, I know my way around all, all the uh, cities, like Baghdad, Bangkok, uh, Boston. So I, I got the bees. Beijing? A, 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 C, oh, yeah, Beijing, definitely. That's one of the B cities. Um, uh, so I know that, I, and I know my wife is from Finjin and I know my way around Tinjin better than her. I just have a great sense of direction, uh, uh, you know, whether it's in Baghdad or some other location. I know my way around. Uh, once I do something once, and even before I go through something, I, I, I just have a, a, New York City, for example, I could be in a subway, and I always know which way is north, south, east, and west. It's just how I <laughs> am. Wired. I can't say the military is responsible for that. but That's just how I am, because um, I can't say every person I've been with in the military. I'm, I'm at a red one time. I don't know. So I think we were in Wisconsin at Fort McCoy, Wisconsin, and it, you couldn't get in it any more darker, and I, even without using our uh, our um, our pads, our GPS system, uh, I was able to navigate ourselves. We had it in us, but uh, with us. But I was like on our vehicle, and, like. I don't need this <laughs> and my guys that were with me said how'd you do that and i was like yeah. I, I, had, I did have a map and uh, so i could tell like i, I look at the, the road that existed and i said okay this road and i can tell things like what roads are, you know i used to jokingly say roads move actually dirt roads do and you have to look at mm. what was and what is and things like that i'm just have a way i'm just innate about that but i know where' we're contingent staging anyway so but I. by been,
1: the way i'm talking i'm glad you're talking about the intricacies and i'll tell you why because I feel like when people say adaptability, they just mean, oh, how does a disabled person adapt? Or how, right. No, there are so that's many adaptations
0: going on that we have to talk about every one of them, actually. Right. Well, you know what, we come back to, you know what, how do pe- I think when it comes to like uh, things like when, when someone loses something, whatever it is, they, they, their other, part, their other sens- sensory systems get stronger, right? And so that's what you do you, when an adaptation process, you know, when, when one part gets weaker, whatever your business, you have to make the other part stronger. And, uh, and so we get back to that adaptation type thing. So whatever you're doing, you have to always get the, the strength. And, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean what is strong now will be your strength later on. Because that's part of, like, always be growing, um, always be learning, and always be adapting. You know, because uh, even rocks, by the way, change their shape. Um, they become metamorphic. Right. <laughs> um, i have a geology background by the way
1: (laughs) you're very you're you're a lot more diverse because all we really talked about was politics back then i'm
0: a a political and that's why i got in the military i'm a history nut and a political nut maybe uh i have a pretty astute knowledge of history and politics um that's why i mentioned Panamee hall before and uh and you know what's crazy that people act like everything is so horrible right now with the people in the streets you know it's been worse you know we have We had riots that required troops to quell during the Civil War in the streets of Manhattan, and it was a bloodbath. And um, uh, uh, so there's been worse times, and there's obviously been better times, and all this too shall come to pass. It's not, you know, we can all get off the ledge. um, Mm. And, uh, you know, and and, uh, I was heard in church last Sunday, and he's a great message, and it was a message of, like, hope. uh, And because I think that's, generically a Christian philosophy of, uh, of hope and redemption. But the key message there was that uh, these are kingdoms are of passing and there is only one kingdom. Uh, Amen. And, and so, yes, it's, uh, and uh, so these, 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 these are passing kingdoms. And, and uh, while we try and make these kingdoms better and stronger and, and more righteous, it doesn't mean that if we end up in some, you know, there's been times where people say, well, you know, like, and you look at this you know you have these people who go to various countries even today and you look you know they, they put themselves in situations that where they take their life at risk and you say why and i get it when i'm in the military right because i'm i'm armed you know I, I used to feel bad for the people i saw i do you know civilians getting injured uh in car bombings in iraq cuz i said you know they didn't ask for it they were just trying to go to work that day but but there's people that go to foreign lands to um you know, bring health, welfare, and 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 sometimes the word of God, and and they're persecuted for that, and sometimes killed. And uh, so you say, you know what? I I I I have a pretty cushy life here. So uh, I mean, I might have done some things in my past that were, um, that you know, was rough. But you know what? I you know the great thing is I, I look at and I compare this to the guy I work with the World That in World War II, you didn't know when you were coming home, right? In Iraq, you knew where you knew your your leave dates were. You knew when when you you were coming back home, unless something something unless something.
1: Well, that's the thing. You you here. were still you still have to be alert, even though you might have a schedule. You were saying, "Well, we still got to be
0: alert out here." But so. imagine imagine that um, you know. Yeah, compare this to the veterans of all wars passing. So I'll get back to the veterans day. Let's compare my. I mean, I'm not knocking what we did over there in terms of like, but, but I had we had AC, we had mm. heat. Uh, we had internet uh, therefore I can instantaneously correspond to someone at home we even had cell phones um, you can get an uh, arachna uh, system and I had that and early on in 2003 by the way uh, funny thing is that one of the cell phones I had was a 914 exchange because Americans were first setting up the cell phone systems after the, uh, uh, the whole thing came to us and, uh, and, and so in the summer of 2003, uh, full of 2003, the systems were set up by uh, uh, the Americans. And so they put up whatever exchanges they wanted to put up, you know. And one of them was a 914 exchange. So uh, I had a cell phone with a 914 exchange. So occasionally, I said, you know what? Let me just call so and so back, whatever. It's not a long distance call because it's 914. And people say, no, 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 you're not in Iraq, you know. I'm like, well, just wait a bit. <laughs> you'll might hear a big noise and then you'll know for sh- you're sure. If you're, if you're a doubting, you know, <laughs> type guy, you know. So, yeah, but, you know, but that, but we lived in that, that that weird frame of reference where someone in World War II, you know, they, they didn't have instantaneous anything, you know, and right. they didn't have, they didn't, like I said, they didn't know when they were coming home. They came home when the war was over. They didn't know when they were going to get pulled off the front line for any mm. rest. You know, what time you're going to be in bed, practically every day, you know, Amen. within an hour, crazy. You know, but you knew you knew that it, it wasn't going to be weeks, right? You had that that. So you had, in that sense, I compare. I don't. That was the greatest generation. Although I do think that there was a in 2003 and four, there was definitely a second generation, and beyond that, they went through Iraq. I I, I, I don't want to get back into the politics thing when when certain uh, people running for office said that if you were uh, such and such, you were stupid and went to Iraq, and otherwise you were in college. And I like to um, make a comment on that. And that, that that I often dealt with two soldiers in a Bradley fighting vehicle that um, were uh, uh, doing uh, their college courses online in the back of the Bradley fighting vehicle. Went on the and then they take turns in the who was going to be up in the turret on the 14th of July bridge. And they would go back to their uh, barracks and upload the courses. And I'm like, smarter? Yeah, it's exactly. It's adapting, right? So who's smarter? The kid who's uh, uh, you know, getting his parents to, to take a, a mortgage on their house or doing other student loans thing and getting a degree that's worthless and then maybe doing drugs at the same time so they're really not getting anything out of it. Or the kid who was not like that, because that wasn't his only duty, I guarantee you that. A lot of young uh NCOs and, and, and young officers were put in charge of something akin to being like the mayor of a, a small town or running uh. or being in charge of your a, a, uh, uh, relationships with Iraqi shop owners in a certain strip of areas uh, and mm. having to interact with these people. So in essence, what were they doing? They were doing uh, uh, business development, effectively, as being an NCO, you know, so. You know, I compare that a uh, hands-on in a war zone where it was it was non-traditional business development, let's just say that. <laughs> and uh you're trying to get them to, one, you have to make sure that you have to vet them. And because and, if they're coming inside a base, they have to be vetted and things like that. And products checked out, they had to be checked out because, you know, it's one of the things in, in life is you you want to always validate and uh, authenticate Uh every day, you know, what is truth and and reality. And, you know, you just you know, trust but verify type scenario. You want to always make sure that you you verify. You can't just say, okay, that guy's been a good guy, but you don't know if he's been compromised. You know, something could happen where, you know, some family member is held hostage, and therefore he's not going to act the way he he, he normally would act. He's not your friend anymore. He's actually now potentially compromised. So you have to say, you can't just say, well, he's been our friend. He's been doing this. We checked him out. And for the last five weeks, everything's been okie dokie. Today's a new day, and so mm. uh, you can't, you know, because you don't know who was I- impacting in I- him that day, maybe, maybe in a negative way. So, yeah.
1: Crazy, right? That sounds. That sounds. Um... Yeah,
0: but it didn't matter. You know, but the, you know, the great thing is that to this day, I have so many friends who are either still in Iraq or actually a good number of them uh, emigrated here in uh, during, let's just say, the Biden Obama years. Uh, because they were forced to. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I felt bad about that because I, before that, I was always thinking that you, know, that, you know, that if the good people leave the bad neighborhood, then the neighborhood becomes really bad. <laughs> I'd said that to them. And uh, that, that, you know, that you're the good guys here. You're, you know, you might not realize it, but there's only like 5 1% that is not good. And the more of you that leave for, quote, better opportunities. Oh, they the left
1: America, you mean, to go out?
0: Oh, I used to jokingly say I can make Iraq the 51st state. They wouldn't vote. I could guarantee you that would be a Republican vote. I don't know how many uh, uh, electoral c- uh, college uh, ballots they would cast because <laughs> uh, of that. I, I, I think it would be greater than than Texas, though. So. Hey, Cliff, <laughs> let me ask you. No,
1: and actually, I'm going to talk about the electoral college because of the Biden president, like Biden, and all this. We, we'll see what the litigation. What, I don't if think they would vote for Biden,
0: by the way, I'll just <laughs> a heads up on that, because uh, the same thing they didn't like about Obama and Clinton. They knew that Biden was a guy who didn't negotiate good. In fact. Uh, I, I, near the end in 2009 and 10, when I was there, sure. we, I signed – actually speaking of people adapting, Iraqis were trying to set up their businesses as close to the perceived American base or on the American base. And so we had contracts signed for various Iraqis to put their shops on our bases that never ended up existing. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> So uh, you tell me if there was a, a good faith effort to negotiate with the Iraqis for a new uh, forces agreement. And, and I'll tell you that that's a, a fallacy. Uh, Biden didn't do that. So
1: I've really enjoyed this time, and uh, you know I got to know about you just on mic uh, in this interview, and I'm I'm so glad, and I hope to see you in person soon enough. You guys yes. are one eighty
0: four Main Street. I uh, know we moved. We're actually one sixty three Main Street. That's our old address. One eighty four was our old address. We're at one sixty three Main Street in Port Washington. Is the just Starbucks
1: the, still there? Are things still open
0: out there? What, what's the it like? Starbucks is still there. I, I you know I'm not a Starbucks guy, so I don't huh. go to Starbucks. I, I you know I'm a big believer in, in being at local uh sure. i don't give a, i guess i'll give a shout out there's a company called four five, uh four, five. i get their coffee in in manhasset now but they're going to be opening a shop in fort washington i'd like to give them a, a shout out they're great people uh locally owned uh they get bigger and bigger so i get i get my coffee from them or some other shops and that like i said i look i look when i buy i want to know i want to know I, I know the owner or at least um, i want to be you know, I, I want to be five degrees of the owner. It's kind of like five degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. I want to be five sure. degrees of the owner. And uh, and uh, so I mean, somebody there in that shop knows the owner type thing. Someone I interact with knows the owner and, 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 and knows the community that they operate in.
1: Well, by the way, this Small Business Saturday will probably be the biggest turnout. I pray it is because the small business community needs it. And uh, it'll be the day after – Saturday after Thanksgiving. Something to be thankful for is that our small businesses do exist. You got to remember that. Hey, uh, and I hope this pandemic, when we did celebrate them in TV, on commercials, that that lasts well beyond the commercials and the the on-air. Let's make it happen in reality. And I always say, Cliff – Every year, let's make small
0: business Saturday, every small business Saturday, not just one. every day, not, not every, every Saturday should be. And every day should be that Ex- Saturday.
1: Exactly. So it, it, we, we've got to push that out more. Uh, but Cliff, one more thing about adaptability, because uh, I really believe in this and, and believe in, in what could be done w- with that idea. Isn't it important that we adapt our, our mindsets from the news coverage to things that could help us like stories from real business people, from real people?
0: Right. Well, the thing is that, uh, you know, the political, you know, one of the things that I I think I I, I touched upon is that regardless of what happens out there, you know, people have always managed. You know, you take the worst uh, regimes in the world, there's always been a free market structure underneath it. You know, you can take this Soviet Union, you can take communist China, you can take, and I don't mean the existing communist China, when it was really, when it was, I'm saying communist China was really more authoritarian there always existed a barter trade exi- existence within it. There was a black market, and so no matter what, people adapt. People work around what blockages you put in their way, what roadblocks, and that's the essence. You don't sit there and say, "I'm just gonna, I'm, I, I won't, uh, yeah, I, I can't adapt. I'm just gonna take what the, what someone hands me and, and gives me, and that's just how it's gonna be." You have to decide that I'm gonna grab the, the bull by the horns. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm gonna do what's necessary. But at the same time, of course, you, to, you know, knowing that, yeah, that your neighbor is out there, too, making sure he's looked after for as well, because uh, I think that's one of the things I, I'm not saying, is that, you know, uh, that neighbor might not agree with everything you're, that you believe in, but that doesn't make him not a brother. And that's one thing I think that generally speaking nowadays, we have to. I hope that all people think that way, including the side that uh, I think uh, might be the winning side, that, that tomorrow might, might not be the same for them. And they hopefully, I know they didn't look that way so well in the past, but hopefully they see that way as a way forward, too, as well. So I remain ever hopeful and faithful in, in that faith regard.
1: Well, Cliff, I am uh – I'm very, very thankful to have you, and I'm very excited to have you back. And I would say if you have any other ideas and, and people that want to jump on, I'd love to spread the message here of adapting and tell people, hey, not just Cliff, but others are adapting. So let's let's connect off air and talk about that so as well. I me mean, just
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, so give a shout-out also to, um, to the Fort Washington Business Improvement District. They, they were doing this thing where they were shutting the streets down. Half the street, one side, half, you know, in terms of town, and half the street, on the other side. And they did say they're going to be doing this in the future around Christmas time, on the weekend. They were doing it on Thursdays previously, and they've been the last uh, two Thursdays, I believe. And because uh, they said there was going to be hiatus temporarily, and then go back to doing that on a Saturday system, uh, making small business Saturday one of the days. I don't, you know, I don't say that's uh, that, Honest God's truth, that's going to fall through. Uh, but that's what I was told they're going to be doing, and so. I definitely be participating in that. I'm a big believer in that because it's you know, you know, being local and being, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, acting locally in that regard. I you know I know one side, one part of the spectrum talks about you know, think global, act local, but they think of it in that one, one frame. I think of another whole frame in terms of uh, you know, help thy neighbor and and, and, uh, and but you know, be be that business person, be that person, be that shopper, uh, really a local uh, business person and shop local. And, uh, that includes, uh, me and that includes a lot of other businesses out there. Uh, cause we are members of your community. We, we, we go to your schools. Uh, mm. we, we go to your churches. Uh, we go to your coffee shops if you're an owner of another business. And, uh, and, it, and it, it, it definitely, it, 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 you'll, what you see is, 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 uh, a result of that. You can actually reach out and touch the person who's selling your product as opposed to, you know, the online spectrum where you get it delivered to your doorstep. And if you have an issue, you can't touch your your, your uh, seller. I, I'm all of the above. I am the seller. I am also online, obviously, because in this day and age, you have to be online because uh, I do sell everywhere, including overseas. I, 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 I sell, we, sell, we actually sell uh, in Mexico, UK, China, and as well uh, domestically and Canada.
1: Well, Cliff, this has been really great, and uh, please come back and, and have a blessed really season. You know, we're yes. almost here, so have a blessed uh, Christmas season, and please come back and, with updates, and, and we'll I be shall, in touch, I all right, brother?
0: You're, you're a great human being yourself and a testament to uh, achievement in so many different ways, so I, I, and I feel blessed to have you uh, in my life.
1: Well, uh, th- and I'm very blessed to have finally picked up the phone literally yesterday on the Piscopo cool. show. There yeah. you are. Hey, really Cliff, remind nice. me your last name one more time, just so I got it. C-O-T-T-E-N. All right. So Cotton. Cotton. Like the of an e. Got it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that's right on the podcast. So Cliff Excellent. Cotton, he's the uh, entrepreneur. He's the founder, owner of AteliaBaby.com, A-T-T-E-L-I-A-Baby.com. And you know what? Just like me watching this grow, I'm sure for him watching his baby, his, well, his literal baby, and then his business
0: baby grow, it, it's got to be exciting. So it is. It's been an uh, exciting path. Uh, I have to say that. Exciting. Sometimes sometimes uh, nail biting, but yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Together, we're all adapting to make that growth happen. So with that plea, I say follow me at alexg in NYC, alexg in NYC, Alex G in NYC. Alex G in yeah, I got a uh, domain name as well. And Alex G in NYC on Twitter and Instagram. Adapt with all of us. And, and let's just keep adapting. And hey, adapt with me each and every episode.